influencers. Let's get bouge. Listen to A. Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. It's A. Thompson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to A. Thompson and Other Disappointments. It's uh, episode 164. And of course, I am your host, A. Thompson. Uh, if you're listening to this on Patreon, what's up? Hey, doff of the cap to you. Um, conversely, if you've waited two days and this has just re-emerged in its final form on Spotify, you know, Apple or whatever. You know, I mean, hi still, obviously, but mostly a big hello to those of you on Patreon. Uh, welcome back to your twice weekly dose of politics and dystopia and indeed everything in between. Um, the next London meetup is only four weeks away in case you were looking for something to do at the end of the month. More about that and the other Patreon benefits uh, a little bit later. Um, and there's lots to choose from, you know, getting podcasts early, live shows, Discord chat. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a bit, right? In the meantime, let's get into this, shall we? Let's 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 look at the news. What's going on out there? Um, there's been another shooting in the US. Uh, we are a world in mourning once again. Another school shooting. Another one. Another completely avoidable, community decimating tragedy. And I think I was saying on um, on TikTok a few weeks ago, as 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 I always do when I'm talking about gun control. Like like, how weird is it that right now, somewhere out there, there is. Somebody's kid, someone's little girl is just going about her business, you know, depending on her age, she'll be playing with dolls or, you know, video games or making plans for what she's going to do this summer. And it's, you know, it's all very normal. It's all very American high school or kindergarten or, or whatever. And right now she's alive. And it is totally within the powers of Congress and senators to keep her that way. But within a few weeks or months, you know, some idiot is going to walk into her school and shoot her to fucking pieces. And they could stop it. Like right now, they could put measures and controls in place that stop that from happening. Or they could have. But they didn't. And so now it's happened. Again. And, you know, this time in Nashville. So there we go. Another bang up job by the world's greatest democracy, which, you know, clearly needs to pass a law to protect its own people, but won't because there's a lot of money involved, you know, corrupting the system. And if you want a clear cut example of that corruption, well, fucking here you go. Yesterday, in the immediate aftermath of this, I saw a tweet from Ted Cruz. He's a uh, he's a Republican senator. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, weirdly, he sort of looks like a, a little bit like Tom Cruise after a stroke, maybe. <laughs> you know, jet black hair, bit more overweight, not as good looking. Um, you know, looks like Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky after the road accident. Anyway, look, this is Ted Ted Cruise, right? So. 
the shit goes down, the shooting happens, and uh, and by all logic and reason, Ted should be thinking, well, I don't want to see these kids shut up, so how, you know, because he's from Texas, right? I don't want to see these kids shut up, so, uh, you know, how can I fix this? How can I ban the things that do this? Right, but instead, he does nothing, uh, except he writes a tweet. And that tweet says, uh, here we go. He says, Heidi and I are praying for the entire Nashville community right now. They're praying for you guys. That's, that's something, isn't it? Praying. Your kids are dead on the floor from government ineptitude, but it's cool because Ted and Heidi are praying that it didn't happen. In fact, like, you know what? They're not. They're just saying that they are. They're not fucking praying. For, like, Ted doesn't give a shit. Ted and Hardy are probably not even in Texas. Like, do you remember when, do you remember when Texas lost power? It was a couple of years ago, I think. Like a million people without power. And that motherfucker just flew to Cancun. <laughs> like, I'm sorry you got no electricity. And your aircon's gone and your food is just rotten in the Texas heat. It sounds stressful. And you know what I do when I'm getting stressed? Spring break, motherfuckers! Like, jets off to the MTV beach house or some shit. Like, that is Ted Cruz. So do we really think this empathy bin is praying for you? Do we? No, we do not. <laughs> anyway, he continues. He says, Ted and Hardy, me and Hardy are praying for you. And he says, he finishes it off with, uh, may God's comfort be with the Covenant School in the wake of this evil atrocity. Like, that's it. That is it, really? That's your help? Okay, great. Thank God you were here, Ted. And so maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, well, why is that an example of corruption and ignoring the needs of the people, eh? Well, why? You know, how is that? Well, Ted Cruz has taken almost $200,000 from the NRA. So there you go, right? It was last estimated $175,000. That was two years ago. So I'm going to hedge a bet here, $200,000. And that's just one guy. One senator. Like, the American system is riddled with this. But we know this, right? You're smart people. Listeners, you're aware of that, all of that, I'm sure, already. And it's, you know, it's very sad. But it's one of those things, isn't it, where, where they happen so often now that whatever you say will just come out sounding like a cliche, you know, like it's been said so, so many times before, like you don't mean it because you've said it too much. Do you know what I mean? It's like you've said thoughts and prayers and hashtag pray for Arizona and, uh, you know, this was senseless and the NRA have blood on their hands. Like all of the things you've said, all of them so many times that you've stopped feeling things when you say them. And more importantly, they've stopped feeling things when you say them. You know, now it's like fucking aid will walk in the room, government aid like... Mr. Senator, 30 children were shot dead this morning. Okay, but I feel nothing. Like, that is basically where the American gun ownership debate is at now. Like, I'm surprised they even report school shootings in America anymore. To be honest. Like, why do they bother? Who is it alarming? 
Now, who is listening to that alarm? <laughs> I'm surprised it's not like, you know, fucking, um, you know, COVID-9 here, uh, like over here in the UK. I saw a stat this morning that compared like current death numbers to pre-pandemic, like just general population death numbers, right? And deaths are 10% higher this week <laughs> and last week and the week before. Like it's still killing thousands of people every week, this fucking pandemic. But it's just so 2021, guys. It's just so passe, darling. It's like, what's that? Like flu, flu symptoms and and ventilators and and a foggy head, right? Yeah, I mean, cool. Like, I'm I'm sad for you. I am, but it's it, that is a story that nobody cares about anymore. That is down there with fucking K-pop albums and the Ice Bucket Challenge. You know, like it's like oh, I I can't breathe, bro. Oh my god, I'm so bored. Like. Like COVID deaths and long COVID and like all of that, like it's all just treated like a fact of life now, isn't it? It's not on the bulletins. It's not on the front pages of the paper. It's just, you know, it's page 15 now. It's bookended with the work experience boys first published pieces. <laughs> like either side of the COVID update, you'll find a thing about a burst drain on the old Kent Road. <laughs> what a scoop. And then the other side of it's like a, you know, a collapsed manhole that caused a tailbag. People are like, hey, my, my fucking dad just died. Uh, yeah, OK, cool. But did it did it cause any traffic or like that is where COVID updates are at now. That's how we treat COVID-19 in UK news. It's insane just because everyone's bored of it, of this fact of life that we now just accept. And if gun deaths are so acceptably routine in the US, why do they bother reporting them? It's just a fact of life, guys. You know? That children get shot the fuck up. It's just a thing that happens. No, you can't do anything to stop it. Obviously, it is beyond you. It's just a thing that happens. Like, I, I read a stat the other day, right? It said that if you're between the ages of naught and 17, you're more likely to die from a bullet now than anything else. Like, how fucking wild is that? I mean, like, you know, over there. <laughs> Not here. You know, over here, the leading cause of death in that age bracket is um, uh, accidental injury and then cancer. So, uh, so, I mean, look, I, I'm not saying there's a good way to kill kids. <laughs> but, but if there were, the UK is winning at that. We're really good at killing kids. We do that shit the right way over here. You know, in our own country, we do it right. You know, in, in, in Yemen, not so much. <laughs> our duty of care to children takes a bit of a nosedive when it's in Yemen. And we break our own human rights laws to flog bombs and jets to the Saudis who obliterate children. We did that three times. Only a few months after they slaughtered a Western journalist in a Turkish embassy. But, but guys, guys, don't don't look over there. Look back with me back over here to the UK where we protect children. Kill them in the right way over here. 
And then, you know, conversely, stateside in America, kids die by bullets. But, you know, it's so commonplace. Why do they report it? When it's just this part of their everyday life, when it's just nature of the beast. Like, you know, you have a lot of guns. You refuse to get rid of them. You know that statistically that's going to have some downsides, right? <laughs> There's going to be some collateral damage in that decision, <laughs> right? You know that. But you choose to stick with it. Like, there's nothing that can be done. So, okay, well, why is it on the news? It's just how things are. It's the same as the weekly COVID death rate over here. The one thing I do think is weird, that the, the pro-gun guys always wheel out. Like, they kind of have a point here. And I know, like, maybe some of you have followed me on Twitter or you found me on TikTok or whatever, and you like my left-leaning stuff, and you think, hey, this guy's a, a lefty, and he shares my progressive sensibilities. And it, Okay, great. But I want to keep this show objective where I can. And I think the pro-gun lot might have a point here or something that we could focus on just for a moment. Like, when they say... Well, there never used to be this number of shootings, did there? But yet there's always been guns. And then they follow it up with like, you know, so so what's changed? You know, there's always been guns, but there never used to be this number of shootings. Certainly not school shootings. So what's changed? America's kids have changed. That's what's that's what's happened. America's kids have changed. Something ruined American innocence, like that kind of thing. Like, I don't know if I'd go that far. Like, something has changed, but... I mean, you know... American innocence. Uh. <laughs> American innocence was like... I, I don't know how many of you listen to this uh, up on your American history, but... I mean, it, like, I'll just say it. Like, it's hard to picture a country that has barbarically enslaved a whole fucking race of people and, and tore slave kids away from their parents. And the fucking age of consent was like 10 and, and fucking 12 there for like 150 years. Like, America was just this nation of slavey kid fuckers. And it, you still get like NBC pundits are like, that was that was a time of innocence. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? But there weren't as many mass shootings. So there is that. You know, you've got to focus on the silver linings, guys. You know, it was slavey, it was murderous, it was racist, but there were fewer <laughs> mass shootings. Glasses half off. Like your dad's boss, right? The fucking plantation owner might have clubbed your father to death for not working hard enough in front of you and then legally fucked you in the mouth on your 12th birthday. But nobody had shot up a kindergarten yet. So America still had its innocence. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I remember... I remember when I was at school and Dunblane happened and it came on the news and my English literature teacher had a little radio, little battery radio in the thing and he put it on and... Uh, and he was listening to it and he, he just sat there with his head in his hands... And he was just obviously like utterly hollowed 
by what had happened. And this news report, you know, he was a teacher. And I think, did that happen in a school or was that like a scout? I can't remember what it was now. But anyway, he could clearly, you know, relate to what was what was happening and it affected him. And, you know, young lives, innocence, murdered. Right. And um, I'm, I'm like, we were just idiot teenagers. So like the depth of it hadn't really sunk in. I don't think like we were like, why is our teacher just sat silently holding his head? <laughs> like it was just out of the ordinary because, you know, teachers maintain control at all times, don't they? Or at least they're supposed to like they bollock you when you lose it. So they're kind of they're, they're robotic, I think, in a way when you're that age. And so this felt weird and it was weird, right? It was just, you know, I just remember all the kids in the classroom I don't know how old, I guess we would probably have been about 13 or like all of us looking around at each other. Like, is this big? Like, like, why is he being like that? Like, because something bad's happened, but bad things happen all the time, you know? And it was, we didn't really have context. We didn't really like, like the IRA had put bombs in places that had blown people to fucking smithereens, like killed fucking kids as well. But we didn't stop English lit then. Right. So I don't know, like we were like, is this a big thing? Or just one of the usual forgivably deathy things that we're told not to think about. You know, we were puzzled, I guess. It's a confusing time being a teenager, clearly. And uh, and anyway, Dunblane and then over in the US, you had Columbine a couple of years later. And that felt like the line in the sand, didn't it? That felt like they started all of this. Felt like there weren't the same number of school shootings like back in the day before that, or certainly not in my periphery. I wasn't aware of them. But since then, you know, it's school shootings and there's been college shootings and mall shootings and cinema shootings. It's like every fucking week a Virginia Tech, a Sandy Hook or Valdi, a Newtown. And yes, like I know that these are all in the US and we not really had them in the same way here for obvious reasons. But I'm just saying when done Blaine, and Columbine happened ever since then. It's been a constant, hasn't it? So, like, not to put too much credence into the mouths of fucking, you know, Trump fucking flag-waving gun-right activists and, and so on, but, but what changed, you know? Americans have always had guns. But it's only in the last 25 years that mass shootings have become this regular. Like, what was the catalyst? What happened that made people start going, yep, this is how we handle problems now. Like if you took the same guy, right, if you did the same guy from now, but if it was like 1973, that guy would have solved his problem with like what fucking like grabbing his keys, telling his wife that he was leaving like he's he's had enough, maybe punching her in the face before he left. Because like, come on. I mean, it was the 70s. It was a different time. But then that would be it. You know, it would never occur to that guy in 1973 that he should grab a couple of 12 gauges and murder some kids like are you out of your fucking mind like why does that even occur to you why is that the default now i'm angry i'm i'm real angry about everything i better get the uzi and walk into a junior high like i don't know man something changed to make that the go-to thing for people who are angry at the world for some reason. 
I don't know, man. Like in, in the UK, right? We go on a lot about, you know, going back to the 70s, don't we? That's a political reference point that's wheeled out. And, it, and in tabloids, it's, you know, included in scare stories and going back to the 70s. Like it was high inflation and there were strikes and there were power cuts and the UK was rife with racism and misogyny. And, you know, I know. But also houses were affordable. And one income could buy you a house and rail fare wasn't outrageously expensive. And and there were no school shootings over in the US. So I don't know, maybe, maybe fuck your scare stories. <laughs> maybe, maybe the 70s really were the good old days. You bloody doomsters and gloomsters. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think what I'm saying is, you know, maybe... If we let a few angry men punch their wives in the face, maybe there'd be fewer school shootings. I don't, no way, no, that is not okay. Hey, that's not okay. <laughs> Imagine if that was the bargain, though. Imagine if that was the trade, you know? Like, Marge, you, you love the school, right? You love these kids. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to ask you to take one for the team here. I, I don't understand. Well, you're going to have to let Hank beat the shit out of you. What? Why? I, I can't explain it to you. You got to do it for the kids, March. Do it for America. <laughs> She's like, all right. God, God bless America. You know, cut to an hour later. She's fucking sobbing and waving an American flag, singing Star Spangled Banner with a fat lip. Wow, this is this has got really dark, guys. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, what if there is a connection there? That when it was still okay to beat your wife, you didn't feel the need to run out and shoot up a school. You know, I'm just saying, what if? What if this whole time we've been scratching our heads like, what is causing this senseless evil? And the whole time, the answer was right there in front of us. You know, what if? Like, I'm no investigative journalist, but what if... There is a connection there. Now, some of you are going to be thinking, wow, this is really insensitive aid. And yeah, OK, fucking great. Good. Good for you. Yeah. But do you know what? I checked it out with Fiona Bruce and she said it was fine. So go fuck yourselves. Anyway, look, the other thing they focus on uh, when they use this whole, you know, what changed thing which I'm interested in. You know, I'm coming at it from a place of curiosity. Something has changed very clearly. But the thing that they always seem to go running to is they'll say, well, there never used to be this number of shootings. So what changed? What did change? I think it's the video games and the music. You know, like it's so... Every fucking time they wheel out this shit, don't they? It used to be Public Enemy and NWA, and then it was UK Garage got demonised, and then it was Emo. You know, it's so laughably base level. It's very much in that, you know, these kids today, they got no respect. It's, it's in that territory, isn't it? Which, I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but that whole, you know, these kids today, that thing, that has been going on for centuries. There are tweet threads and blogs and articles galore on this about how, you know, 60 year olds in 1920, <laughs> like the boomers of their day, used to moan 
about how disrespectful teenagers were and how they feared for the future because these kids today ain't got no respect, you know. And even the people now saying it, that it's down to listening to emo music or, you know, death metal or rap or gripe, like even they were demonised by grandpa back in the day for listening to their shit, you know. It'd be like, they, these kids and their rock and roll music, it's uh, it's polluting their horny, stupid minds. No wonder this country's going to the dogs. Like, that's obviously bullshit, right? Because then they grew up and they got jobs. And now they have turned into the new grandpa saying the same shit. It's been going on for centuries. But then, you know, if it's not a generational lowering of manners if it's not music influencing behavior but it is something that's changed then what is it you know why did school shootings become so popular which is like totally totally the wrong way to describe them but you know you get my point right Like, school shootings are so popular now. They're basically on a North American tour. Like it's, it's going to happen. They're coming to a venue near you soon, guys. Like, if you wait long enough, it's a fucking tour poster meme waiting to be made with a list of towns where it's gonna happen or has happened, like January the 7th, Virginia. Then then we're coming down to Idaho, uh, then a couple of dates in California, and then, then New Mexico, and then uh, over to the Carolinas. Like, now it's made its way to Nashville, where all the shit tours go. And yes, I will take a modern tragedy and use it to cunt off your taste in music. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not in the top 10 political podcast. Anyway, what is it then that's pushed people to do this so much more often? Like, what do you guys think? But to us in the UK, our perspective is like, you fucking idiots, just get rid of the guns. Which obviously, yes, you know, fuck the guns. But I'm still a bit like, aren't we all fascinated by, like, why these events are so much more frequent now? Like, is it is it music? No. Is it you know, wider or looser access to firearms? Yeah, but probably there's something to that. I don't know. Is it pornography, maybe, you know, how it's become way more widely available? It's just everywhere. And so then does it make young men's expectations higher? And then when women don't respond to them in the way that they want, like maybe some men or some teenage boys haven't been educated to know how to handle rejection. And so then they get that incel rage and they grab a gun and they ostensibly go hunting. You know, is there something in that? I mean, you know, obviously the key component here is the wide availability of semi-automatic weapons. But still, you know, it's weird that school shootings happen this often now where they didn't happen before. It's just weird. Like, what if school is just shitter now? How about that? Like, maybe, does that just explain it? I don't, like, I'm sorry, I know this is dark, but like, what if it is? What if it's a sort of place that makes you just want to grab a Glock and murder everyone? <laughs> and that is the truth of all of this. Like, what if... You know, maybe maybe the experience of going to an American high school just really started to suck in the 80s. 
Like, and sure, you got some good things out of it. You know, what fucking coming of age movies and 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 grunge music. But like, ultimately, it's gotten so bad that it pushes people over the edge. It is a nine hundred pupil prison where people are forced into subcultures and and effectively prison gangs to survive. Like, school is just fucking awful now. That is the reason. If if you want a reason and a solution that doesn't involve gun control and explains the increase, there it is. We figured it out, Binfluencers. American schools are just fucking horrible places that drive kids to murder. Maybe like I'm I'm a pretty placid guy. I know it doesn't sound it at the moment, but like, but put me in a classroom with a load of American teenagers. <laughs> I couldn't rule it out that I might just fucking snap. You know, like 28 American kids with perfect teeth yapping about Miley Cyrus. I reckon I would be like, do you know what? Motherfuck this. Pick up the Glock, you know, cock it back. Like, if you don't think kids are murderously annoying, like I love my own kids. I really do. But everyone else's not so much. If you don't think kids are murderously annoying, how do you explain pedophile murderers like how do you explain nonsburgers who are also child killers <laughs> like, like kids are so annoying that the people who love them most <laughs> also go on to kill them like how do you explain that that's how annoying kids are is that once these guys bust a nut <laughs> once the coital fog clears God, this is disgusting. I'm going to be the fucking, you know, first independent podcast cancelled before it even got big. <laughs> There's probably producers out there, you know, listening to this now off the back of the LBC thing. And they're like, yeah, we um, we like the cut of this guy's jib with his left-leaning political edit. No, whoa, what, what the fuck is it? This will not do at all. <laughs> you want to put this guy on Newsnight? Do you need a fucking cat scan? Like, I'm just saying that kids are so annoying. That, you know, fucking much like when you or I fuck someone that we don't actually like that much, you know, <laughs> like once once the fog clears and you're laying there and you're confronted with how annoying the other person is. And now you just got to lay there and listen to them harping on about Billy the Mummy Diaries on ITV2. Or, you know, like kids are so annoying that the people who love them most can't take that shit. The blabbing about Miley and Paw Patrol and fucking nonsense and breaking everything that they touch. They're so annoying. And so they murder and bury them. That is how annoying kids are. And so that is how bad school must be now. God, this episode is a problem. <laughs> now you all know why there's a mysterious lack of adverts at the beginning of these. Like people out there looking for podcasts to advertise their fucking fruit basket subscription service on. <laughs> They're like, well, this looks okay. You know, this sounds, this, yeah, it's politics and dystopia, right? Politics, yeah. Okay. And then 25 minutes in, they're like, oh, and no, put this in the no pile. Anyway, look, another story. <laughs> Let me try and dig myself out of this. Another story that caught my attention in the US, right, uh, this week was, was this plastic surgeon. Uh, let's let's get into something else quick, right? I'm, I'm not saying I don't have sympathy, by the way, you know? Like, I'm trying to... Basically, what I try to do, hopefully you guys that listen to this, 
No, what I try to do is find the light in the dark, right? Most of you who listen to the show regularly will know that that is my vibe. You'll know the angles that I go for. But it's like, you know, here's the thing. It's ridiculous that America can't solve its fucking gun addiction, right? It is laughable. And I have, obviously, I have huge amounts of sympathy for the families effective. But I just have nothing but cold, unwavering malice for the American establishment, for its corrupt refusal to act in the interests of its people. And if darkly laughing at paedophiles <laughs> helps to land that point, well, then I'm willing to go that distance for you, guys, selflessly. <laughs> Though I'm sure, you know, any minute now, there'll be some emotionally unintelligent cretin bursting into my timeline, you know, like, you, you mark the dead kids of the Nashville shoot. Like, no, that is not what happened here, sir. It's always so difficult to argue with that kind of person, isn't it? To set that type of person straight. Because it's like, like, I know that's not what happened, right? You know that's not what happened. But here's this guy over here who takes everything at face value, you know? Like, there's a layer of snark and irony and subtext and gallows humour to all of it, you know, like... Like, I mean, like, if we really go joke death on this, if I really explain it, to, if I really pull it apart, what am I saying? I'm saying there's been an horrific shooting and kids have been murdered. Uh, America should ban guns, but they don't because there's too much NRA money involved and it's corrupt. But there is a question about why school shootings happen more often now. And hey, lol, maybe school's just shitter now. And if you don't think school's shitter and maybe kids are way more annoying to be around, how do you explain paedophiles who presumably love kids more than anyone flipping and murdering them as soon as the postcoital fog clears? Like, fuck it out. Like, even the broken down components sound bad, don't they? But that is the nuts and bolts of this show so far. So far, guys, it gets worse <laughs> from here. Strap in. But yeah, those are the nuts and bolts, which, do you know what? I think they stand up. But you'll still get some fucking face value, base level cretin who will miss all of that. You know, like the components of me ranting and the whole podcast, the components don't form a trajectory or a context for you to take the whole 12 minute rant as or 15 or 30 minute right like no they are just there each individual bit to be interpreted in separation in isolation and so these people are like join my timeline and tweet back at me and they'll say like a minute ago you said we should ban guns but that was then and this is now and now you're saying pedophiles love kids more than anyone what kind of sick person says pedophiles love kids more than their parents what is your damage boy it's like that sort of you know i can guarantee there'll be someone out there that comes out with that shit and look i know i know society is a broad church you know i know we have to understand these people i know it's 2023 i get that we have to be accepting and inclusive everyone's values i know 
you know what, like, society includes me, and I think they should be stuffed into barrels and rolled in a quarry. Like, those are my values. <laughs> what if I want to feel represented? So there we go. Anyway, let's move on with the time that we have left. This is this is a very US-specific edition, by the way. The, the other story I wanted to talk about uh, was this Florida lawyer. Um, I don't know if you saw this this story uh basically so there was this lawyer in florida who's gone missing and his name is stephen kotze i think i'm pronouncing that right i might i might have got it wrong i don't know stephen kotze uh and he was representing a group of people who used to work with a guy called dr thomas kozowski it's quite a mouthful i'm going to call him dr k dr thomas kozowski dr k plastic surgeon um and Sky News have called him Dr. K as well, so fine. Uh, anyway, Dr. K was suing his former employer and colleagues at this place called the, the Laufer Institute. Um, and, and so Dr. K, plastic surgeon, and like basically his beef is that Laufer didn't file various insurance claims properly. And then he says they, they lied to his patients and the whole thing cost him tens of thousands of dollars and so he's suing them right and then the lawyer who's representing them this former employer and all of their colleagues and stuff steve kotze the lawyer he takes a break from work right he's just in the office he gets up from his desk he goes to the bog and he doesn't come back and you think okay you know this could be a lot of things maybe the case isn't going well Maybe his relationship is falling apart. Maybe he's having a hard time and he's just got to barge into a junior high somewhere to solve it because this is America, right? Like, no, obviously not. Anyway, the Florida police say there was a telephone hearing that day um, about this former employer case and the plastic surgeon. And uh, anyway, so the guy gets up, goes and takes a piss and uh, he doesn't come back. And then a few minutes later, his colleague is like, Wait, you know, where the fuck is Steve? Like, he notices that the guy's been gone for a long time. So he goes to the toilet to check on him. And go, goes in there. He just sees blood on the door, the cubicle wall, you know, like, anyway, the, the, the colleague calls the police. And the police look at the CCTV and they manage to piece together certain bits from different cameras. And they conclude that this guy, a guy, has entered the building wearing gloves and he has a big box with him and a backpack on like like looking like a stereotypical movie bad guy right you know well anyway that guy enters the building five minutes before Stephen Kotze gets to work and then less than two hours later they determine that this guy this same individual has changed clothes and now he's loading struggling to load in fact he's loading this big heavy fucking box into the back of his toyota that's what this guy's doing you know struggling lifting it's gotta go like a bit like you or i would if we had just killed someone and we were trying to load a body in the back of our little toyota anyway then dr k dials into the hearing and stephen kotze the lawyer doesn't for i think quite obvious reasons 
And then the cops use more CCTV to track Dr. K's Toyota back to his house. Right. And then it goes off from the town and it goes out to Miami somewhere, I guess, to dispose of the body. I don't know. Meanwhile, they find Dr. K's fingerprint on a fag break room, like in the office building. And um, and then they check his uh, the vehicle type that they saw on the thing. And it matches the one seen on the CCTV. So then they find that and they search it and they find blood in the car. So the whole thing fucking stinks to high heaven. Like we can pretty much say, you know, it well, <laughs> I've got to be careful what I say here. We can pretty much say that maybe, allegedly, this doctor has killed that lawyer, right? Like, am I, am I prejudicing the trial by saying that? Possibly. <laughs> but does anyone in Florida listen to this show? No. Oh, wait, they do. Do they? <laughs> well, they didn't used to, Aid, but then he started covering news stories that happened in Florida, you fucking idiot. Now you're going to get extradited to one of the shittiest states in America for throwing a trial that would have been a dead cert. Fucking nice one, aid, dickhead. Look, it is entirely possible that he didn't do it. You know, just to, <laughs> just to cl clamor out of this awkward legal spot I found myself in. It's entirely possible he did, like, we don't know that he did it, right? He could be innocent. Let's get that out there. It's possible that someone else murdered the lawyer that was representing this guy's ex-employer and colleagues whom he hated and who had cost him tens of thousands of dollars. And, the, and the, that someone else owned the exact same car as Dr. K did. And then somehow got the blood into Dr. K's version of the car. <laughs> like, And also cleverly put the guy's fingerprints at the crime set. Like, it's possible. It is. But, like... I don't know. Like, isn't this story the most Americana shit ever? You know? This doctor's a plastic surgeon. You know? Fucking, it's a, in a bellwether state, Florida. And, you know, he's killing someone over a class action lawsuit. Like, the only thing that's missing here is some sort of painkiller addiction and a sex tape. You know? <laughs> like, like, if this guy was on Percocet and being blackmailed over an mp4 of him banging the girl that plays Minnie Mouse in Disney World down the road. Like, you'd be like, fucking bingo! Bingo, full fucking house. You know, and Uncle Sam would walk out bashing cymbals with fucking cheerleaders either side of him. Anyway, look, it says here, let's, let's try and stay on point here. It says here, uh, Dr. K had never registered the truck that he is alleged to have moved the body in after buying it in October. He's had a few months to register and he didn't record the title, which I guess is some other way of registering in the States. I don't know. Uh, but the seller, the guy that sold him the truck, had recorded the sale. And so then that's how they tracked him down and arrested him. And he could be facing life in jail now if he's guilty. If, guys. He could be facing the death penalty, says his lawyer. Um... Like, we should stop there for a minute, because, like, there's something about that, isn't there? Like, that, like, says his lawyer. Like, it's a bit, it's a bit batshit, isn't it? Like, how brave do you have to be to be this guy's? Like, I don't know, it's not funny, but it is kind of darkly funny, Binfluencers, isn't it? Like, you know when people say, you know when people say soldiers are brave because they go into battle zones, you know, or, you know, uh, you, you, your kid is brave 
because they had the plaster on that cut and they didn't cry. They're really, you know, or, or, or stand up comedians getting up there. Oh, they're really brave because, well, because we are. Uh, <laughs> like, but no, nobody is braver, right? Not, not fucking American teenagers walking into the veritable abattoir that is their high school now. Nobody is braver than a lawyer agreeing to represent a guy who has probably just murdered a lawyer like that is a that is a brave man right there wouldn't it be like yeah um oi uh, tom tom do you want to do you want to take this case uh why what, uh, what is it that he's supposed to have done uh he killed a lawyer uh well, m- maybe no <laughs> like anyway look his lawyer says his lawyer says we need to keep an open mind about this case people that's what his lawyer said you got to keep an open mind. I mean, you'd have to say that, wouldn't you? You'd need to keep an open, a very open mind <laughs> to not to not think this motherfucker is as guilty as sin. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying, guys, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is you've got to keep an open mind. All right. You and you, everybody keep an open mind. I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> That's his whole case. And then five minutes later, we the jury find the defendant guilty on all charges. He's like, God damn it. You people are so close-minded. That's the problem here. It's, it's not that this motherfucker stuffed a doctor into a box and disposed of the body in God knows where and clearly fucking did it. The problem is that you're not thinking outside the box. You're not broad-minded enough. That's what's going on here. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, the problem, Your Honor, is that these Floridians are too closed-minded. Who would have thunk it? Like, some Americans are too closed-minded. And God damn it, it's lost me the case, and I needed this win. Now the wife's going to leave me for Buck because he can afford the country club. Shit, I'm having a bad day. And frankly, I'm going to get my gun and take this anger on tour to Nashville. Guys, that's it. Thank you so much for continuing to listen, for continuing to exercise your patience, listening to my drivel, you know, without you taking your hate out on the nearest tour stop fucking shooting range. If you are enjoying the show, and maybe you are brimming with hate, looking for a safe and healthy, uh, well, I don't know about healthy, but, you know, a safe outlet, nonetheless, um, do consider joining the rest of us on patreon we have a discord chat i go in there every day we talk shit about politics dystopia we post memes uh we're doing a live meetup again in-person meetup uh friday the 28th of april that's in london uh so if you're into that stuff if you want to meet some like-minded individuals if you're in this part of the country and indeed the world that's happening on friday the 28th of april in london i've also got a live show coming in july tickets for that will go to patreon backers first uh, you also get episodes of the podcast they come out two days on patreon before everyone else gets it on spotify and apple Podcasts, and you get publicly shamed as a patreon backer <laughs> you get your name forever associated with a show like this right so should we let's go through the uh uh, the, the names of the Patreon backers, the people who make this possible, the people who are going to get contacted when I get cancelled for making jokes about paedophiles and fucking domestic abuse and drawing clumsy metaphors. Um, let's do this shit. Big doff of the cat. Big shout outs to Rodri, 
uh, Samantha, Matthew, Bowman, Jeff, Ailsa, Mark and Eddie. And then we've got Kai, Stuart, Anthony, Pingu, David, Alex and Chris. And finally, we've got Silent, T-Rex, Sarah and Kerry. Thank you so, so much to you guys. You make it all worthwhile. I'm really enjoying doing these solo shows for you. This Friday, I've got John Left at the Countryside coming on the guest show, the Friday night show. That's half past seven every Friday live on YouTube. Uh, do join us in the live chat. We are probably going to take questions and uh, allow you guys to sort of steer the conversation if there's something on your mind. Having said that, if nobody's in a chatty mood in the chat, we'll just take whatever's in the news this week and talk shit and do what we do. John is a lovely guy. Um, I would encourage you to jump onto this one because uh, if you've not checked out his stuff before, he's a really, he's just a gem, man. And he does his own podcast also. Um, so yeah, uh, jump onto it or miss out like you miss out on everything. Uh, until then, take care of yourselves. Keep it strictly hashtag Binfluencer. Keep it booge. Join the Patreon. I'm outie. <laughs>